Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for joining my program, Spazzing Out. Why is the program called Spazzing Out? People ask me that a lot because I forget that I haven't been on the radio for almost seven years now. And there are actually people that listen to the podcast that don't have an effing clue who I, what I used to do. So when I was younger, I used to be on a radio program, 107.3, 97.7 WAF. Hold on. My TikTok thing's messed up. And on the program, they call me Spaz. The reason that they call me Spaz on that show is people um, like, it's still messed up. People like to think that I get mad. And I don't get mad. I'm passionate. I like to say that I am passionate um, about the things that I am passionate about. Why is that so messed up? All right, hold on, everybody. Hold on. I think that's much better. So people like to say that, you know what, he gets pissed, that's why they call him Spaz. No, I don't get pissed, I'm just passionate about the things that I am passionate about. And one of the things that I am passionate about are things that I'm passionate about. So I get fired up, so that's why people call me Spaz, because when I'm talking about the things I care about, I get excited because I'm full with a lot of energy. That's why. Now here's something that you guys all need to do for me, because I'm excited about my podcast, about spazzing out. But I need your help. I need you to subscribe to the podcast. Go to my website, anthonypaziali.com. Or don't go to my website. Go to the favorite place that you like to get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast. Right now, if you're watching on Facebook, share this feed with somebody else. TikTok people, let everybody know right now. We're live. We're going to get into it. Spazzing Out is on now. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, 6.30-ish. Go for about an hour and we talk about the topics of the day or quite frankly, we talk about the things that I want to talk about because it's my show and I, and I care about the stuff that I care about and that's it. Funny thing that happened that's happening in the past week or two that I wanted to share with you guys is people are starting to ask me advice. People are starting to ask me advice on, on podcasting. But I, and I would just say this to you. I, I don't know a thing about podcasting. I know nothing about podcasting. I've only been podcasting since February. Yes, I've done a ridiculous amount of podcasts since then because I do five a week. So if you figure five a week, there's four a week, it's 20. I'm banging out 20 a month. Sometimes I do more depending on what the day is. But bro, I don't know anything about podcasting. I treat it just like a radio show where I sit down and I talk and I pontificate And I give you my opinion on everything that I can give you my opinion on. The best advice I can give you or give anybody, anybody, when you're going to do something, just do it. Plain and simple. Dreams, goals, plans, they're garbage. Your dreams, goals, plans, dust. They mean nothing unless you get off your ass and take action. So just do it. Do something and we'll leave it there. I'm probably not the best guy to come to for advice when you're talking about podcasts. I might not be the best guy for advice on anything. Parenting, definitely don't come to me, bro. Drinking, maybe. When you want to make a good drink, 
damn straight. We'll have a long-ass conversation, bro. I am a professional alcoholic. I am a professional boozer. I'll sit down. I'll have a nice, long-ass conversation and give you the best advice I can on alcohol. Otherwise, you don't want to talk to me about that stuff. Um, I do want to mention that I was a guest on another podcast, and I'll let you guys know when they're going to uh, when it's going to be posted. But the name of the podcast is Clown Town Sports Talk Show, and the program's made up of three dudes. They're younger guys. They're 21 years old, and they started a sports podcast. They had me on as a guest, and I apologize to the guys because we hardly talked about anything about sports. We talked about um, uh, loaded potatoes because one of them mentioned the word loaded, and when you say loaded to me, I either think drunk and hammered or I think, um, or or I think about. Uh, you know, a loaded potato and what I want on a loaded potato. So we talked about that and they tried talking about sports. But of course, if you're going to talk sports and you're talking about the first game of the year, Major League Baseball's first game of the year, they're going to have Fauci or Fucci throw out the first ball. Well, the first thing I said to that was that that's a huge slap in Donald Trump's face. I think it's garbage that they're having that dude out there. It's garbage. That's like, hey, Trump, go F yourself. That's how I feel about it. They didn't want to get political, but their show is good. These dudes know their sports. They really do. You guys should check it out. They were on Spotify. They were on Instagram. I'm going to have their host be, well, there's three of them, but one of them's like the main guy. I'm going to have him on the program. We'll have him on a get, as a guest in the next few weeks. And maybe we'll have him on as a regular guest and he can give us his sports thoughts if you guys like him. The name of the show is Clown Town Sports Talk Show. Look it up. I think you guys would like it. Here are some of the things we got to cover today. We got to, I, I most definitely... I'm going to get to Trump and sending troops to cities across the United States that are crime zones. And you know I'm for it 100%. With law and order, we need it. So I want to cover that. The federal eviction um, mandate or whatever the hell it was, protecting renters, um, the, the, the people that are protecting the renters. We're going to talk about that because that's up at the end of the week. We're going to talk COVID menu police. The COVID menu police are out. They have deemed what what is a meal and what is not a meal. A new study talks about the age uh, of your children when people get divorced. And they, they basically blame the kids for it. I, I blame the parents. They're, they're pussies. We have a DB alert. And then we'll talk briefly about the NFL. Um, why don't we just... We'll start with Trump. So Trump has uh, decided to send... Federal, I'm just going to call them federal law enforcement. That is going to cover army people, homeland security, any federal person that's going in. I'm just going to call them federal law enforcement. The Trump, President Trump has decided that he is going to start sending more. He's sending tons to Chicago. He's going to be sending them at more and cleaning up uh, that, that, that dumpster fire in Portland, um, Oregon. He's going to be sending them to New Mexico. Any place in the United States right now that crime is on the rise and that the people believe that they're taking over our cities, the president is going to send in troops and restore law and order. For example, in Chicago, in the last 28 days, over 100 people have been shot and killed. These people have been shot and killed for for whatever reason. The crime is 200% through the roof. That's legit. It's up 200%. Trump's had enough. He's sending troops in. He's sending, uh, uh, you know, he's sending the FBI, uh, FBI, Homeland Security, 
Whoever he can send in to assist in Chicago, he's going to send people and more government officials to Portland, Oregon, and take care of that. And now I guess something's happening in the state of um, New Mexico, and he's going to be sending people there. Okay? Here's, here's the deal. People in Portland, the, the scumbags, douchebags have, have taken over the city. They're going to be stopped. If Portland and the people that live in Oregon um, can't take care of it themselves, if the state can't take care of it, or quite frankly, won't take care of it, President Trump has said, yep, we got this. We're going to clean this place up. We're going to take care of it. He's going there. And people don't like it. The, the, the mayor's there. They don't want him. The Chicago mayor, I don't want the federal troops in my city. Well, if you don't want his, I'm going to make this real simple. If you do not, want the federal government coming into your city to clean the place up, okay? If you do not want it, then handle it, right? The Chicago mayor said, oh, we can handle it. No, you can't. Handling is handling it? Uh, over 100 people killed? No. In, 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 in Portland, the place, is a, 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 the place is burning to the ground. It's a, it's a nightmare there. It's, and it's like Portland, Oregon. Who the F... Cares about, I don't really care about Portland, Oregon, all right? But the point is, the, the place is on fire. It's overrun by scumbags. And the president's not going to deal with it. He's sitting back and he's looking at the United States and he's, his mind is blown. He can't understand, and I agree with him, how in the hell our, our local law enforcement, it's not the law enforcement, man. It's, it's the local government. How in the F is local government allowing people in Portland to go bonkers, people in Chicago to go bonkers, and people in other cities like Seattle to go nuts. How are we allowing... Basically, they've decided, you know what? We're going to look the other way on law and order. Trump, nope. Law and order, we are going to send... If you won't handle it, we'll handle it. And that's the only way to do it. And if you don't want federal troops coming into your city, handle it. If you are the mayor, I'd be embarrassed. If I was the mayor of Portland, I'd resign. If I was the mayor of Chicago, I'd be out of there. I'd say, yep, over 100 people have been killed in the last 28 days. I suck at being mayor. I resign. If I Finally, in Seattle, a week or two ago, the mayor over there said, all right, I've had enough. Let's send the police in there to stomp this crap out. It's a huge problem that the mayors of this country think they're just going to sit back and let scumbags run the city. I want you to think about this, right? Let's think about where you live. I live in Revere right now, okay? Let's just say the mayor here in Revere had, had decided, you know what, F it, we're not going to stop any crime. We're going to let people get raped. We're going to let businesses get smashed in. We're going to let people get killed. It, it's, it, it would never happen. Never. I wouldn't stand for it. That's, that's one of those things. I'm one of those people that I would never sit back and let law and order not take place. Uh, bro, you break into my house, you're going to, I'm telling you, I don't own a gun. But you break into my house, you're getting a bat in the face. I, I will protect my family. I will protect my daughter. I will protect my wife. And I will protect my neighbors and other citizens. If I were living in one of those damn cities, that crap, I, bro, I'd go buy a Batman suit and I'd be a vigilante. I don't care. Law and order is the only way to have a good civilization. Why? Because there are tons of morons, tons of mutants that, that just sits in their nature for some reason to be scumbags. And then when government looks the other way, that's that, that's what's happened here. Portland's government, their local government, and Oregon as a state, 
said, we're going to look the other way. Trump said, I'm not going to allow you look, to look the other way. Innocent Americans are getting hurt. Businesses are getting burnt to the ground. Your city's overrun by criminals. We'll stomp it out. Thank you very much. Bye. Chicago, President Trump has said, you know what? I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you're upset or not. I'm sending uh, FBI. I'm sending every single available Homeland Security agent to Chicago. And we're going to drop the crime rate. And we're going to save lives. Sorry, guys. My daughter just walked down and says, honey, what's the matter? All right, can you do that and I'll do my show? So, let's just think about that, right? There's my beautiful daughter. My daughter's five years old. Imagine if you lived in Portland and you have a beautiful five-year-old daughter and the city is overrun by scumbags, burning things, killing people, burning police cars, doing whatever they want because the mayor has decided, you know what, we're going to sit back and we're going to let it be a lawless society. Absolutely not. That's why our president, God love the man, has decided, you know what? I don't want Anthony Paziali's family to be hurt. He's a good man. He works hard. And if the local government doesn't want to do something about it, well, then it's the federal government's responsibility to take care of it. Plain and simple. Now, listen, but, but Uncle Hawk actually just made a point about something, right? And, I, and I've said this on the program before, and I will back him on this. Except I'm going to do it uh, to myself. 100%. I, I have said this for the past two years, that 40-year-old white men are the most hated men in the entire world. If you are 40, which means you're middle-aged, if you're a 40-year-old white man, you are racist, right? That, that Everybody believes you are a racist. If you are a 40-year-old white man, you're a scumbag. If you're a 40-year-old white man, you're, you're, you apparently have white privilege. If you're a 40-year-old white man, women don't like you. If you look at a woman, then you've sexually harassed her. Literally, if you're 40 and white and you look at a woman down walking down the street, boom, you've sexually harassed me. This is what's happening right now to the guys on Fox News where you have Tucker, and I love Tucker Carlson. This guy t- asks, asks a chick, hey, can we go to the hotel room together? She says, no, that's the end of it. That's sexual harassment. Now you can't even ask a woman to have sex without it being sexual harassment. How am I supposed to know? But now if it was vice versa, right? Let's just say I was an African-American and I asked a woman if I to, to have sex, it would be no big deal. If I was an African-American, I wouldn't have privilege. I, I, you, you get where I'm going with this? Blacks don't like middle-aged white men. Women don't like middle-aged white men. Uh, Native Americans don't like us. Europeans don't like us. No one likes us. Therefore, now, the middle-aged white man has become... the, the, the bro, We become oppressed. We've become the people that are the target. Everything we do is scrutinized, and we're not allowed to do anything. And I've talked about this before. When I was at the protest, I had people calling me racist just because I was white, middle-aged, and bald. So it's seriously starting to drive me nuts in this country that this stuff is happening. The law and order, that, that there is no law and order in some cities, in Portland, in Chicago, uh, in Seattle, and it's going to continue to keep happening. But here's the, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's going to be the middle-aged 40-year-old white guy that's going to stop it. It's going to be the middle-aged 40-year-old white guy that's going to get the call from his boss Right, because you're because it's all middle-aged white dudes that law enforcement. You're gonna get the call. 
And you're going to have to go in there and you're going to have to put your life on the line to stop the lawlessness. You're going to have to go put your life on, on the line to restore law and order. And every night, the middle-aged white man's got to go to work for no reason to stomp out friggin' riots. And his daughter has got to wonder, Dad, are you going to come home tonight? And you're going to say, you know, honey, I, I, I don't. And then how do you explain? This is here's the toughest part, right? As a middle-aged white man and you're in law enforcement, how do you explain to your family, I know these people don't like us. I know that. And I'm not talking about blacks, so please don't, don't make me seem racist. I'm just saying in general, 40-year-old white men are just hated. I know that most of America do not like 40-year-old middle-aged white men. But I'm going to go out there and do my job. I'm going to restore law and order. And I'm going to make sure that everybody else's family is safe. So that's, it's, it's just a tough, tough scenario right now in this country to be a middle-aged white man. And here are my rules. Okay, I, I know I kind of went off of law and order. Let's get quickly back on law and order. I support President Trump. And sending in federal troops in any city that has been overrun by crime. I support it 100%. If the local government and the state government clearly can't handle it, then the federal government will go in there and they will handle it. Plain and simple. That is it. We will not have anarchy in the United States and our president will not, will not have it either. Simple. Done. Next thing we were talking about um, was is here are my rules... And I've and I believe these for about three or four years now. Here are my rules for middle-aged white men. If you are a middle-aged white man, do yourself a favor. Never, ever, 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 ever be alone in a room with another woman. Ever. If you are a middle-aged white man, never be alone with a woman in a room. Ever. Why? Because nothing could happen. You could just be walking through the room and she could just say, oh, he looked at me. Boom. Your career is over. Sexual harassment done. And they will never believe you because you are white and middle-aged and bald glasses and a mustache. They'll say, yep, he did something done. And you don't even have to be convicted. You just have to be accused. You will be accused and it's over. Simple cut dry, your company is gone, people will run in the other direction, no one will believe you. No one. Never be, that's rule number one, never be alone in a room with a woman that is not your wife or your daughter. And even that, even that might be tough. Even that might be tough because no one will ever believe you over a woman. Trust me. Next thing, middle-aged white men, never ever be alone in a room with an African-American. Ever, ever, ever. And, um, I, and listen, and you could say whatever the fuck. I didn't want to swear my daughter's here. You can say whatever you want about this comment, but the whole thing is about protecting yourself. If you happen to be alone in a room where there is an African-American, bounce out of the room immediately or immediately Put on your camera, immediately start recording, and record everything that happens in that room so that you can protect yourself because all it takes in this country, all it takes is for an African American to just simply say, he said something racist to me, your life is over. Your life is ruined. Done. Kaput. Over. They will never believe you 
because they will always believe the African-American. They will never believe the middle-aged white man. Are you guys getting what I'm trying to say here? Plain and simple. My rules are this. If you want to hook up with a woman, this is how you do it. From now on, if you would like to have sex with a woman, you turn your iPhone on, you hold it up, you tell her, I am recording. You say, hey, I would like to have sex with you. And when she says no, you say, okay, no problem. Had to ask because if I didn't ask, I wouldn't know. There's no way for me to know unless I ask. I don't want to make a traditional move. I don't want to make a traditional move on you where I maybe, you know, touch your hip. Because if I do that and you're not into it, it's sexual harassment now. It's no longer trying to make a pass at some, at a woman. It's sexual harassment. So I, I film it. Plain and simple. As awkward as it might seem. Hey, would you like to go on a date? She'll go, what are you doing? I'm just filming this because I'd like to protect myself so that you don't come after me for a sexual harassment claim when I'm just asking you on a date. Next, that, that, that that's legit. Next thing, unfortunately, bro, if you're with a Native American, um, an African American, uh, someone, a, a Latino, someone that has been, that is an oppressed, allegedly oppressed person, a handicapped person, something I'm not saying handicapped people are oppressed. I didn't mean it like that. I just and some it's some here's here's what I'm trying to get at. The white man, this is just the white man. You're never going to be believed ever. Ever. That's it. You're 40, you're white, you're middle-aged. The whole world doesn't like you and they're looking for reasons to shit on you. So, if you are alone with listen, if you're alone with a gay person, camera out. If you're alone with the with the guy in a wheelchair, camera out. An African-American camera out. A woman, camera out. I don't care who you are with. Camera out if you're alone with somebody else and you're white and the other person is something, is part of that group that hates white people. And not white people, middle-aged white people. Men. Okay? There are my rules. Plain and simple. Protect yourself. You must protect yourself. Now, on the other end, you must also notify them that you're filming because that will be used against you as well. You need to say, I have a question to ask you. I'm going to record this as to protect myself. Plain and simple, as a white man, in a scenario of being accused of sexual harassment, being accused of racism, being accused of oppressing people, being accused of you know, parking in a, a handicapped parking spot, you don't have a chance. You don't. In this country right now, you do not have a chance. See you later. Which is why, well, I mean, we'll just go right to sleepy Joe Biden. That's why Joe Biden is no way in hell. I, I listen, I, I, I easiest bet of all time. No way in hell Joe Biden picks a white guy as his running mate. No way in hell. And that's a shame. Because what if the white guy, there is a white guy that happens to be the most qualified guy to be his running mate. Well, he's not going to get the job. He's not going to be the running mate because people don't like white men anymore. So he has to pick, uh, uh, dude, he can't, I don't even think he could pick a white woman. He's going to have to pick some kind of, uh, 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 he's going to have to pick an African-American woman. If he doesn't, he's going to get roasted. So it doesn't matter. He's going to lose anyways. The guy's going to be dead before the election for crying out loud. So just to get to, to circle back to my point, we need law and order in the United States. And when we don't have law and order, people get killed. 
Over 100 people are dead in Chicago in the last 28 days. And the mayor up there says, I can handle it. Trump has said, yeah, I don't think so. 100 people dead in 28 days is not handling it. The mayor in uh, 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 Portland, Oregon, says, we don't want your troops here. And the president says, yeah, yeah, we're sending them because you can't handle it. They're burning your city down. Portland's burning to the ground. Scumbags have overrun your city. We're coming in and we're going to take care of it. Now he's getting ahead of the game. He believes that there's uh, something's going to be going down in New Mexico. He's sending people there before it happens. He's going to snuff it out before it happens. And to those people that are bitching and moaning, they're, they're bitching and moaning saying, oh, you know, he's trying to occupy or he's making a move to be a dictator. No, the guy's trying to protect good American people because their local government won't do anything about it. Their local government has turned their back on you. Local government in Portland and in Chicago have turned their back on you. But President Trump has not. Plain and simple. He's going to defend you. That's how it's going to work. And then on the other side, it led to the conversation of being 40 and being hated. Right now, it's a very scary time in the United States to be a 40 middle-aged white man. It just is. You can't say anything. I'll give you an example. You're Drew Brees. You're one of the nicest guys in the world. And how dare you? How dare you say, uh, I would like to be patriotic and I would like to stand for the national anthem. The second this dude said it, they wanted to run him out of the NFL. People went nuts. Everybody went bonkers on him. They wanted to ban him. They wanted to kick his ass out. And then he had to apologize. They forced him. They forced this poor guy who loves this country to apologize. They forced him to apologize. They absolutely, because he was white and middle-aged, they made him apologize. And then on the other end, when you have an African-American wide receiver that 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 that, that thinks it's okay to quote Hitler... And to make anti-Semitic comments against the most oppressed society, the most suppressed people of all time, the Jewish people. These people have been suppressed since the beginning of time. They were the very first people to ever be oppressed. And he says something, nobody cares about it. They go, eh, eh, let's give him a fine. No big deal. There is the point of the difference between being um, a 40-year-old white man and being, uh, you know, an African-American. It's it's simple. Sometimes it, you, you look at it, and, and I, I'm just getting tired of it, man. Because so, sometimes you look at it, and, and my friends will say, Brad, you kind of sound, you know, like, like you're really upset about it. And I'm like, well, why don't you just say what you want to say? You, you're making me sound like I'm racist. And I'm like, I'm not. I, if we're going to be equal, then we're equal. But why should, why should I, everything I do, be scrutinized because I'm white and 40? Why? Honestly. I want you guys to think about that. It's terrible. I got called racist, bro. I was called racist at a protest for no reason. Looked at me and they were like, you, you're white, you're bald, you have a mustache, you look like uh, Stalin with the, with the crew cut. Racist. It's terrible. So uh, let's move on from that, that, that topic. But it su- suffice to say... The local government in Portland has failed. They don't have a clue. They got their heads up their ass. Honestly, I I wish there were a way to to have a vote of no confidence 
um, a vote of no confidence in Portland and get the local government out of there and do something, um, uh, you know, with, with the governor out there and be like, Pud, take control of your state, take control of your city. Same thing in Chicago. It's disgusting. Uh, guys, over 100 Americans have been killed in Chicago in the last 28 days. And they think they don't need Trump. Disgusting. All right. So since we're on stuff like that, um, Friday, this is something that's just really bothering me and I have to talk about it because I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't understand it and I'm not going to, and I can't deal with it because it's just ridiculous. So when the coronavirus hit, the federal government put a, 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 a ban on evicting people and the, and they said, Hey, we're not going to let you evict anybody, any of the renters, if they can't pay their rent between March 1st and this coming Friday, okay? This coming Friday is the last day that if you have, a, if you own a house, uh, this is how it works. If you own a house that has a government-backed mortgage, right, and you rent it, you could, you cannot evict somebody for the past four months. I think it's four. So it's March, April, May, June, July. O- almost five months, you, you have been told, hey, if they don't pay rent, tough crap. You can't kick them out. If you had a mortgage backed by the government, just so happens that 12, uh, almost 13 million properties that are rental properties are backed by the government. So the government at the time has said, hey, you can't evict them. Now that's going away on Friday. And here's what the Democrats have said. This is this is just, of course they said this. The Democrats are coming out and they're saying, nope, this is what we want. We either want $1 billion, no, 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 $100 billion dollars. For the renters, so they want a hundred billion for the renters, or they want a no evict mandatory, um, whatever they call it, a, a no evict a, eviction ban until the end of the year. That's what the Democrats want. Now, in the Democrats' little want there, is there anything in there for the guy who owns the property? Is there anything in there that says, "Hey, you know, if you have one of those properties where we're where we're not going to force uh, someone to pay you rent and we're not going to let you kick them out," but while we do that, you won't have to pay the property tax. Now, I didn't see that in there. So now I own a property. I don't make any income and I still got to pay the property tax on it. And I still got to do the upkeep on it. No, by the way, I have a mortgage that I have to pay and I still got to pay the nut on that. But the people can live here in my property for free. The government has made it. Bro, if I owned a property with one of those, I would sue. I'll tell you right now, I would absolutely sue the federal government or, or, or whoever, the state, local, whoever. If I owned a property and you said to me, I can't evict someone who's not paying rent. And then you didn't do the same for me. You didn't call the bank. You didn't call my mortgage company and say, hey, Anthony Paziali's not going to be paying mortgage because the government has said people don't have to pay rent. And Anthony Paziali doesn't have to pay his property tax because the government has said that people don't pay rent. No, what you did is you believe that everybody that owns a property, everybody that owns a rental has a ton of money. And you know what? It doesn't even matter if they have a ton of money. Let me take that back. I don't care if they have a ton of money. Plain and simple. If you can't pay your rent, get out. Buy. Get the hell out. And 90% of the people, I don't even care, man. You guys, hey, I, I know you get pissed about this, but I clean out houses. I buy houses. I Listen, I have a real estate investment franchise. I buy houses. And I clean houses out and I see what scumbag renters do to properties. They ruin them. They tear them up. They're animals. I, I, I affectionately call people that rent 
animals. They are absolute savages. They rip the properties apart. But I just cleaned out a three-family house for a friend of mine who's a, who, who's a landlord. There were easily a thousand needles there. Easily. There were probably 20,000 needles there. I told you guys about it. I told you the girl that was squatting upstairs came downstairs and I'm like, whoa, you can't come in here. She walks barefooted into the second floor and there's thousands of needles everywhere. It was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And the house was torn apart. Absolutely torn apart. It's going to cost the guy 30 grand to refix it. Where's his handout? Where's his help? Where's his moratorium on not having to pay his mortgage? There isn't one. It's disgusting. It drives me bonkers. Honestly, it, it upset me that Trump let that shit went, go by. I have no problem calling out Trump on some things. I think it's garbage that President Trump let that go by for five months where people don't have to pay rent and then you stiff the landlord. If you, I've owned rental properties. I don't own them anymore because I can't. I don't deal with it. I had a three-family. I bought my first rental property. I was 23 years old when I was going to college, and I bought the house, so I had a house to live in while I was going to college and help me pay for school. I lived on the top floor. I rented out the second floor, and I rented out the third floor, and it helped me pay for college. And then after I got done with college, I moved out of the house, and it helped me buy a condo down the street. And these people were animals. They tore my house apart. Here I am, a 23-year-old kid, and these people are ruining my property disgusting. So I sold it and I got out of it. And then I had one in Attleboro. Same thing happened. Savages. Wouldn't deal with it. Never would. It's disgusting. It's ah, drives me nuts that the government can tell me what I have to do with my property. Drives me nuts that I put my hard earned money, my family money, that I put an investment and I decide to get to get a rental property because I want to have uh, you know, what they call mailbox money someday. I want some passive income. But then when you don't pay rent, I can't kick you out. You get to sit there for a year. And while you're sitting there, I know you're not taking care of my property. I know you're ripping it apart and you're pissing all over the place and you, you got a dog in there and the place smells like crap and I told you and it's in the lease, no dogs. But you got one there anyways because you got some goddamn piece of paper that said, oh, I, if I don't have a dog, I, I, I have panic attacks if I don't have a dog. Oh, my God. I can't stand that. So here's how I feel about it. Come Friday, rent's due. Rent's due on Friday. The rent is due. If you live in one of those properties, the rent is due. And if you don't have the rent, buy. See you later. And honestly, I'm going to get real heartless about it. You got kids? Tough crap. I don't care. You shouldn't have put your kids in that position. I didn't put your kids in that position. The property owner didn't put your kids in that position. You did. You did. You didn't pay rent. You didn't get a good enough job to pay rent. You got 5 billion excuses for not paying the rent. Get out. Goodbye, let me go find some tenants so that I can make some money off of my investment. Drives me bonkers. Nancy Pelosi, what a dog. She's a muzzle pig. Dude, that muzzle pig wants $100 billion for rent this. She wants free rent. Now, maybe that works out, right? Maybe that's a good thing, right? Let's, let's give them all money. You think those people are going to pay their rent with it? You think they're going to pay their rent? These people be getting $600 a week. 
on unemployment and they're not paying their rent. They're like, now nah, we're not going to pay the rent. The government said no rent. We're not going to pay any rent. The government never said no rent. The government said no evictions. They never said don't pay your rent. They said no evictions. Someone just asked me what a muzzle pig is. Yeah, briefly, I'll, I'll, I'll describe it. A couple of weeks ago, we were doing the podcast and my daughter Presley came downstairs and she was playing with something and she, she came in camera and I said, hey, what's that? What are you playing? She goes, I'm playing muzzle pig. And I was like, muzzle pig? What's that? And then she showed me she had a pig and it had something wrapped around her face that was, and she goes, see dad, it's a muzzle pig. So now I affectionately use the term muzzle pig for women that I can't stand. You're a muzzle pig. I mean, I guess it could be a guy too. So for people I can't stand, you might be a mutant. You might be a squid. And in this case, if you're Nancy Pelosi, you're a muzzle pig. And basically it's put a muzzle on it, you friggin' pig. I don't want to hear from you at all. I, I don't want to hear about how we need to give renters money. It's disgusting. It's a shame. You should be embarrassed. Here, I'll embarrass you for yourself. If you cannot pay your rent and you cannot pay your debts and... What, what you should do, here, I'll help you out. What you should do is work it out, right? Because I get it. Tough times happen. I've dealt with tough times. I have debt and I deal with that crap. Go talk to the person that you owe money to and try to work it out with them. People love, people are down to work stuff out. Try to work it out with them. Try to do the right thing. Squawk to the, to the landlord and say, hey, listen, I know I owe some back rent and I know I have it paid, but I'd like to make good on it. Um, I'd like to stop paying rent. Um, August 1st, I'm going to stop paying rent again. And then while I'm paying rent, I'm going to give you a couple extra hundred bucks a month to try to get caught up on all the back rent or offer them a little one-time payout. Say, Hey, I haven't paid rent in the past five months. How about we call it even? I cut, I give you half, half the rent. And then I stop paying my rent on time. Again, we get back to normal. A lot of landlords would go for that deal, even though it's a, it's an S bag move, but at least you could still feel like a man. Cause let me tell you, if you can't pay your rent, Right. I, I honestly, I think you're a bum and you should look at yourself in the mirror and you should say, I'm a bum. I can't pay my rent. Now, look, if, if, if you got cancer, I get it. You, it's fucking, you, you're dying. That's a different story. If you, if you, if you have a legit disability, something happened to you, you got hit by a car and your back broke. I get it. I totally do. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's a time limit on that. You're, you, you rent for me and you have cancer. Why should I, uh, please, it's going to sound heartless, but why do I suffer? Because you are. Now, I'm not going to kick you out. I'm a nice guy. I really am. If someone had cancer, bro, I'd, I'd give them a break because I actually love people. But that's my choice. Me. As a landlord, I would do that. I'd say, you know what? I, I'm going to give this dude a break. I'll, I'll eat it because I care about people. But the federal government should never force me to have to house someone that can't pay rent. Unless they're going to pay my rent. So unless the government's going to come up and say, hey. We're going to cover the rent. Otherwise, get out. Disgusting. Just comes down to being lazy, man. Just really does. All right. Let's get out on that. I think you guys know how I feel. I've had bad experience with renters. I've had bad experience. I Listen, I had a renter squat in my house for over a year. And I had to pay the mortgage on that out of pocket for over a year. I never got recouped. My, I, my, I never got that money back. Ever. And... I. <laughs> Think about it, right? So the nut on the mortgage was fifteen hundred. So for the entire year, I paid the fifteen hundred, and no one there paying rent. Plus the the property tax. Plus they they tore my place apart. It's it's disgusting. All right, how are we doing on time? 
All right. Uh, why don't we get into something that that's uh, a little less? Uh, I kind of wanted to do the DB alert, but you know we'll save it for tomorrow. All right. Listen, the COVID menu police are out to get you, and, and they're starting in California. And trust me, it's going to happen here in Boston. It's it's the the what are the COVID menu police? They are the police that decide what food items on your menu are considered a meal. So in California, restaurants outside dining is still open, even though they closed a bunch of stuff. For you to be able to have an alcoholic beverage at a restaurant in California, you have to order a meal. But they let everybody know what is not considered a meal. Now, I have to disagree with this. Because you guys, I'm going to tell you this right now, and you're all going to say this is a meal. They have deemed at a restaurant that wings, cheese sticks, and fries is not a meal. So they're trying to tell me, I sit down, and I'm having a beer, and I hammer back 20 wings, that's not a meal. They're trying to tell me I get I get a bucket of wings, I get some fries, and I get some cheese sticks, all American staples. Bro, bro that, that's what I eat on like a daily basis. That's all my son eats. My son, boom, that's my son's, that is my son's meal. Narium, what do you want? Dad, I want chicken nuggets. What else? I want some uh, cheese sticks. What else? I want some fries. 100% in America, chicken wings, meal. In America, cheese sticks, anything with cheese, meal, and french fries are hands down a meal. It's ridiculous. This, this is how, uh, like, oppressive our government in, in, in blue states like California they're, they're now telling you what food. Wait, it gets even better. A prepared sandwich and a salad is not a meal anymore. So if you had a prepared sandwich, you know, like, like, bro, I think a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is dinner. I eat peanut butter and jelly for dinner like five nights a week. I, and, and all the meanwhile, I'm, I'm throwing back a cocktail. So the menu police have deemed wings, cheese sticks, and fries are not a meal. I'd like to know what you guys say about that. I think we can all agree that appies are a meal. How, I don't know how many times I've gone out to eat and they're like, oh, you're going to order something for, for, for like your meal? And I'm like, I did. I did order my meal. I got the sampler. Well, oh, that, that's it. Like, yep, yeah. I'm going to eat appies and appies only. Chicken wings, meal, cheese sticks. Bro, my kid the other day, this dude fired back like 12 cheese sticks. That's a meal. Now he ain't going to take a dump for like a year and a half because he's going to be bound up. But that's where we're going. And if we all sit back and let this crap happen, we're all going to be in trouble. Right? When they start when they start messing with my food, they, they, you know what else they said wasn't a meal? They didn't say pizza because I'll tell you what, I go bonk as if they said cheese pizza wasn't a meal. But they said uh, the, the little, what are the cheese pocket things called? You guys remember those things? Oh my God, what are they called? Um, cheese bites, pizza bites. They said pizza bites on a meal. Bro, I'll tell you what. I'll go get a frozen pizza bites. They got 20 pizza bites in it. That's a meal. Hands down. That's that's a that's a meal. So if you go to California and you think you're gonna have some booze, don't order wings with your booze unless you're gonna order an entree. And they consider an entree, you know, uh 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 you got a, a salad, super salad, and then you have to get um some kind of steak, chicken, or fish. And then some kind of a side. You got to have your starch in there. Um, and you got to have your vegetables. And that's a meal. And then you can have a drink with that. Then you can have a bevy. Uh, you can't just have chicken wings. I think you're going to fire back an alcoholic beverage in California. God forbid. All right. I think that's going to do it for tonight. Um, 
I do love the term muzzle pig. Can we all agree that muzzle pig is phenomenal? My five-year-old daughter came up with that term, and I absolutely love it. I, muzzle pig might be my favorite phrase I ever created in my entire life. Honestly, I, I can't even keep myself from not calling somebody a muzzle pig. But again, like I said earlier, I'm 40 and I'm white. So I got to choose who I call a muzzle pig and who I don't. Because if I'm alone in a room with a woman or an African-American and I call them a muzzle pig, I'm dead. It's over. It's gonzo. See you later, muzzle pigs. <laughs> Dude's a muzzle pig. I love it. Bro, you're a muzzle pig. I got to get a t-shirt that says muzzle pig. Phenomenal. I should just name the podcast. I'm going to rename the podcast Muzzle Pig. Jesus. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, we ripped through a couple of topics. I, I Listen, the law and order thing's really starting to upset me. So I support. I back the blue. I 100% support local, federal, state law enforcement. Guys, I, I have you guys back. I mean, so much so that the other day I, in New Hampshire, I got pulled over um, at the way station. And, you know, nothing but respectful to the guy. And he, he was a nice guy. I did get a ticket because I had my um, my license plate light was out on my commercial vehicle. No big deal because that's my fault, not his fault. But I told him how much I supported him and everything that they do. And I, I love those guys and we need to support those guys. But we also need them to get in there and, and put law and order back in order. All right, muscle pigs. Let's get out of here. All right, guys, hold on. Let me say goodbye to my podcast peeps. Podcast peeps. You guys have a good night. Subscribe to my podcast. Thank you.